Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today in the show, I have my wonderful friend, uh, Raina Ripley. It's me. That that you. That me. That you. Um, and she is here to uh, uh, hang out with me because it's been a long time since we've hung out. It's been like literally a year. Probably. Since that coffee date at Roast. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so she is here to uh, talk a little bit about some misconceptions. And uh, I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good. How have you been? I've been very good. Been tanning, reading. I can see that. Yes. Yeah, you That's are. Always. It's coming along. It's far better than mine. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you like like go somewhere to tan? Or, or I like, just sit outside on patios. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. It's a work in art. A it's, work in art. A work in progress. Yeah. A work of art. Yes. It, yeah. Right. It was just never really a thing for me. You know. Mm -hmm. I would get like, cause you know it's my Irish Norwegian heritage. Like I'm just like you know. Like uh, pink as fuck, so just never really got much tan. No matter how, yeah, no matter how much time I spent out in the sun, but it'd be like that sometimes. It do indeed be like that. So, um, so Raina, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy? We talk love and fear and inspiration and motivation. All, all that stuff. Um, so we initially, like, I, I, we initially met each other through Great Cliff. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out um, UW and Great Cliff. Uh, Gamma Phi Beta. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, I was an A Pi, the Jew frat. And um, and then we like kind of became friends through that. And then, um, and then we matched on like every single uh, dating app. Every single one. Yeah. We we literally. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, here, here it goes. Here's us, uh, you know, to finally actualizing that. You yes. know, so needless to say, you um, have uh, dealt with, um, you know, a physical disability mm -hmm. um, your entire life. And uh, I thought, and I want to thank you for coming on the show to be comfortable talking a little bit about, you know, how it just affects your daily life and what you want to do in life and everything mm -hmm. like that, because. Needless to say, like, you know, ableism is not a very well-talked-about issue. Not at all. No. Um, if you would share, I guess, like, what exactly is, like, you know, your condition and, like, how it how it's, like, um, developed, you know, through your, your body, like, over the years. Okay. So, I have a form of muscular dystrophy called spinal muscular atrophy. Type um, 2. Type 2. I remember that. Yes, yeah. there are four types. Um, type 1 is the most severe that usually you're diagnosed like right out of the womb and you have a tendency, like you don't have a long lifespan. And then there's me, I'm type two and we're a little better than type one, but not as great as type three. Um, type threes can walk, whatever. But I and type four, I'm not sure about, I don't know. Sure. They're just like lucky and cool. Yeah, yeah. does it go, it's like almost like ascending mm -hmm. order kind of. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and I was diagnosed when I was like 14 months old, I think. Yeah. Um, so I was like hitting all of my milestones. I was like crawling, um, like walking along the furniture, everything like that. And I just stopped one day 
and my mom was like, what is wrong with this kid? And she brought me to the doctor and he was like, he knew, like he had a feeling of what it was. Um, but he was like, all babies progress at their own rate, give her a month. So my mom gave me a month and I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to get a mu muscle biopsy and that diagnosed me with SMA type two. Um, it's a genetic disorder. So both of my parents have to be a carrier of it. And even if they are, there's like a one in four chance that I would get it. So like if they had more kids, those kids may or may not get it as well. Sure. Um, and it's a progressive disease. So over time, it just progressively makes me weaker and weaker. Um, with all my voluntary muscles mainly, but I think it also obviously has to affect your involuntary muscles as well. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely like walking, I obviously can't do. People have trouble with like balancing when they're sitting unassisted, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, what else do you wanna know? Oh, sure, yeah. Um, I can keep blabbing it. So like how, um so how did it like I guess like when you were young like mm -hmm. like how I guess did it like really start manifesting like just difficulty like with walking or, or sure, everything sure. um I got in a power wheelchair when I was like 16 months old oh, wow. which is really young like a year and a half basically yeah yeah um math is math is tough math know? is yeah. really tough. <laughs> um and it was a Barbie wheelchair. It was super cute. Oh, adorable. Very, very cute. Is it, is it still in the attic? Oh, uh, no. We got rid of it. Oh, damn. But I do have another Barbie chair at home right now. Oh, nice. An older version. Oh, man. You should have yeah. brought the Barbie chair. Out. Yeah. It's broken. <laughs> damn. All my, uh, everything in my, uh, like, that was part of my, like, young child years is all in my attic. Like, all my toys and mm -hmm. Legos and stuff. Everything. My stroller. Yeah. Yeah, it's all up there. My mom saved my brats and Barbie dolls. Okay. That's about it. No. But not my Barbie dolls. Those are important, though. They are important. Shut up, brats. Okay. <laughs> I love brats dolls. Do you? Yeah, they were my shit. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Uh, for your birthday, Thank whatever you. it is. Yeah, I'm still take them, I guess. <laughs> um, but when I was like <clears throat> small, little, little, I didn't really feel disabled. Like my parents raised me to be one of my peers. Like, I wasn't, like, very aware, I guess, of me being that different. Like, I still, my group of friends, when I lived in Utah, that's where I was born. Really? Mm -hmm, were great. They, like, were with me from day one. Oh, wow. So, like, nice. they knew me and, like, knew how to, like, play with me, I guess. And that sounds weird, but... Like, no, I, like, or, you yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Being socialized yes. together and everything, right. yeah. So, like, there was no hardships for me really there. And then we moved here when I was in third grade, and I hated it. Um, the school didn't really know how to handle someone with a physical disability, and they, like, tried to fight on everything about that. Um, sorry, let me go back also to answer yeah. other questions. Sure, yeah. Um... So, yes, when I was younger, I didn't feel disabled until I moved to Wisconsin. But also, right before I moved here, um, I got a spinal fusion. So I had scoliosis, which is your spine being curved. Yeah. Um, it was over a 90 degree angle. So it was crushing one of my lungs. 
Wow. Um, yeah, and I needed the surgery like desperately, but they don't want to do it too young because they like literally put a rod down each side of your spine and they want you to be able to grow as much as you can. Mm -hmm. It was crushing my lungs, so I had to get it when I was eight and that took away a lot of my function, like a lot. Um, Pre-surgery, I could dress my Barbies. Post-surgery, I could not. I had to like learn how to refeed myself, like all kinds of stuff. So that took a lot of function away from me. I think simply just because they're in your back and like moving nerves and stuff. I don't know what's in your spinal cord. I don't know. I'm not very sciencey. But they messed something up there and lost a lot of like mobility. Um, and I feel like that was like my new baseline. I don't know mm -hmm. of strength. Yeah. Um. So that's when, like, physically I became weaker and, like, noticed that, I guess, especially with my Barbies. Oh. Uh, oh, man. Those damn Barbies. I know. It was sad. Yeah. Um, For me, it would have been the Hot Wheels cars. The Hot Wheels, yeah. Yeah, that was my thing. Um, but then we moved here, and that's when I, like, started, bleh, started noticing that I was, like, different from my peers because I was being treated differently than I was at my old elementary school. It was like, they, like I said, they didn't know how to handle someone with a physical disability. Like, I feel like every schooling I've had here, I've had to pave the way. So for like people to help me go to the bathroom, I needed an aid at school, but I didn't want someone with me 24-7 like just when I needed you is when I wanted you because I still wanted that independence and like to feel like I was one of my peers mm -hmm. um that was like really tough going into because I've never experienced it and I felt so different and so left out all the time um even like at recess here like people would like go and play like dodgeball or like yeah. go on the swings or whatever and I was like yeah, right. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here, like, okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, that kind of stuff is really hard. Recess was honestly, like, one of the biggest uh, catalysts for feeling left out. Yeah! Like, yeah. it's all about, like, it's all that you either really looked forward to recess or you fucking dreaded it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I was a dreader. Yeah. For sure. For me, it depended on who was making fun of me at mm -hmm. the time, but, you know. Yeah. No, recess is rough. How, I guess, like, did it, did no, the kids, like, treat you or look at you differently just because of, you know, your condition? I think they weren't exposed to me ever or exposed to anyone like me ever. So they just, like, didn't know. Like, mm -hmm. like I can't just run out and play dodgeball with you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they didn't know that. And I wasn't very, like like excited to like explain myself or like ask for to be included or whatever i just like i don't know i didn't want to like ruin their recess or anything like that because like recess is for kids to like go burn off energy you mm -hmm. know um i mean i did obviously make friends i feel like i'm a very like social and like bright person so i did make friends eventually but like Recess was still hard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, fuck yeah. that. 
fucking yeah, obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. But yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say, so like, how did it like, um, you know, continue progressing like into your adulthood? Okay. So even like though I moved here um, and like felt more disabled than I did in Utah, I still like didn't really like I guess feel super disabled looking back now mm-hmm. in high school just because or in middle school just because like schooling was accessible completely you know and like we had figured out like some of the help that I needed while I was there and like whatever um I mean I saw like troubles and sadness like not being able to like sleep over at friends house or like hop in their cars or um like dance at prom just like lame things like that and then when i went to i would have still taken you to prom thank you you're welcome it's very nice i went with my friend emily and then we left five seconds after we got there oh yeah well (laughs) prom is prom is super fucking hit or miss it is it's it's not yeah I don't know, there's, there's always a lot of broken hearts or, or tears shed. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, anyway. Yeah, when I decided to go to, like, college, I still was, like, super excited and, like, naive and whatever. I toured a bunch of different ones, like, Champaign-Urbana is, like, very well mm-hmm. known for being, like, very disability-friendly. Um, so I went and looked at their campus, but they like segregate people. So it's super, super accessible, Mm -hmm. but you're in one building and one building only. Like you have no, I mean, if you want to move off campus, I'm sure like whatever, but like the on-campus housing, it was everybody with a disability in one area. Yeah. Um, which I did not like at all. Um, and then... I looked at Whitewater, also notorious for being very disability friendly. Mm-hmm. They offer like character services are like set up for you. Mm-hmm. And like they have vans that can bring you places, like super great. But I didn't want to be in the middle of a cornfield. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> so then <laughs> I looked at UWM and I was like, wow, a city, I love it. I'm going to move here. Yeah. And it was terrible. My freshman year here was the worst year of my life like again like they've never I felt like they've never worked with anybody with like a significant physical disability the dorms the university itself like nothing I had to figure out everything on my own like I had to bring my own like medical equipment which I'm not saying they should provide me with but like it's like they didn't have the room empty so I had to like wait for them to like take out the bed so I could like set up my own stuff mm-hmm. and like when I was like oh I'm having care workers they were like well how are they going to get in without you and I was like I don't know it's something you guys need to figure out like I would just let them in but you're obviously not going to do that so like that's on you guys like yeah. have a meeting set it up I don't know like I'm telling you what I need from you now it's on you to like make it happen right, yeah. and like um, sorry, I'm getting really heated and on a tangent. Right no, 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 no. Uh, that's, that's okay. <laughs> get it, get it out, you know? Like, I, the only, like, Sandberg Tower, 
has two accessible rooms, both in East Tower. So, like, if you were in one of them, you're a male, but I had to be in the other one because I'm a girl. And, like, so it's very limited. Mm-hmm. Or you can be off campus, but the shuttles really don't know how to handle you. Yeah, right. So, in a sense, like, I guess I was still segregated to one area of the dorms. And it was really sucky, too, because East Tower is for older students who are, like, already established, yeah, you know? Right. So, like, I had a really hard time, like, making friends because everybody goes off campus to, like, mingle, or they're in their own towers, mm-hmm. like, mingling except for East Tower. Right, yeah. So that was, like, really, really difficult for me as well. And then just, like, the, like, Accessibility Resource Center, like, they had no idea how to help me like I would try to use them for test taking because if I had to write or fill in bubbles like that's fatiguing to me um especially writing or typing and they were like I asked if someone could do it for me and they were like no it has to be you and it's like it has to be or you're not gonna like find a way to make it work right yeah so i just kind of dropped them and just like did my own thing like i would talk to professors when i had a problem or like accommodate with the professor only because Mm -hmm. they weren't doing anything for me and they weren't willing to like be flexible about it yeah um one more thing campus is also just like super super unaccessible like all around And I tried to have, like, a meeting with the dean and all these other important people. And I took them around campus, and I was like, hey, I've literally fallen out of my chair at this intersection because it's so janky. Or, like, I can't reach this door opener because it hits where my knee is. And, like, I came up with other door openers that would work not just for me, but for, like, a majority of people. And they never did anything. So. Yeah, the, the the university is uh, pretty uh, notorious for doing th- saying they're going to do things right. and then not doing them. Yeah. You know, yeah. what what are some like everyday tasks that you know uh, you find that are are more difficult for you than you know somebody else? Like, I guess like what are some da- daily tasks that you know you just like I guess need assistance with? Everything is harder for me than everyone else. Like. It literally starts from the time I wake up in the morning. I need someone to get me out of bed and get me dressed and, like, get me to where I'm going. Um, I rely on people for everything, Mm -hmm. and that is super frustrating. And something I don't think a lot of people realize is, like, relying on someone is the most anxiety-provoking thing ever. Like, my parents, whatever, I know they're a real one, they got my back, yeah, like, right, they'll right, be yeah. there for me, but not everyone is like that, people are selfish, and, like, I'm not their kid, so, like, what do they care, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, I need help with everything physically, um, setting up stuff, like, food, my computer, whatever I need, water, I don't know, like, showering, going to the bathroom, getting dressed, I don't know what else I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, um... All of that. Yeah. Well, um... Shout out Sam. 
Sam's in the building. <laughs> She's a real one. She is a real one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Sure. Um, so you said that like uh, like writing is like uh, fatiguing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like how would you get schoolwork done and stuff like that? Like, is it t- do you type? Typing is easier, and I have a Mac which has really good like voice to text dictation sure um so if i'm like super fatigued i can switch to that but like physically writing is really hard um in class i would do it anyway i don't know um Mm -hmm. or i would like ask professors if they would just like if they had notes to give them to me or whatever um or i would do it on a kindle Mm -hmm. but yeah physically writing not easy So, well, um, so, like, would there be times where, like, you know, did it ever, like, affect your, like, academic performance? Yes, um, for sure. Not specifically, like, the writing portion, but I remember, I think it was my freshman year, um, I had really bad coworkers at the time, and the lady who was supposed to get me up in the morning didn't show and I had my first exam in this class, and I missed it because I was literally laying in bed waiting for someone to come get me. Um, and I, like, told my professor when someone finally came and got me um, what had happened, and he was like, you're just gonna have to take a zero, sorry. And Are you I was fucking like, kidding? Yeah, Holy and I was shit. like, okay, well, I guess I'll just drop your class and get a W because the same thing like yeah. failing or getting a w i don't know it was wild that's, to me. yeah that's yeah. fucked because mm-hmm. like you literally like can't right and like, couldn't have helped that situation i'm not making an excuse like that's literally what has happened mm-hmm. um or like one time this isn't a bad story or anything i was really grateful i was in a history class and our exam was writing like eight paragraphs and I didn't know that pre-exam and I wrote one and I was like I can't like actually do this so I just waited until everyone left and I told my professor and she was like oh just like come back tomorrow during my office hours and like do whatever you need to do so I actually got to bring like a care worker and like just dictate to them Mm-hmm. And they would write for me, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Um. And you studied social work. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, living with a disability. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that have like, uh, like, a, like a, an influence on you mm-hmm. with your decision to go into social work? It for sure did. I feel like I've always like needed so much from people like physically I guess and like I feel like I'm never able to give back how I want to Mm -hmm. so I social work was like a way for me to do that Mm -hmm. um and I just like feel like there's so much advocating that needs to be done on my behalf personally um and I just like want to be a voice somehow somewhere I don't know. Well, you're here. I am. You're yeah. You're you're a, at the table being one, and that's yeah. that's you know uh, that's what we do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that 
you know, that's like just having that drive to help people yeah. is something that we feel like we don't have enough in this world, mm -hmm. you know, because people feel like they're powerless or they feel very unseen, they feel unheard. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, that's, that's, I mean, that's really awesome that, like, you know, you wanted to go in, in that direction. So, so let's talk about ableism. Um, so as you said earlier, um, <laughs> clearly, uh, case in point, you know, you, there's, there's a lot of, uh, misconceptions, mm -hmm. uh, that come with like, you know, how people understand illness mm -hmm. or disability or disorders of any kind. Like, I mean, I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm a big like advocate on behalf of mental illness because like I have a myriad of mental health issues and mm -hmm. I think that, you know, mental health is highly understood it's highly oversimplified as someone who has a, a physical disability mm -hmm. like you have like another dimension of of um you know of uh, awareness to bring to uh you know ableism and i guess like what are some i guess like f specifically with your condition and like how you know with uh, the way people have that you've interacted with or you know people that just tropes that you've seen like i guess like what are some of the biggest like misconceptions people have about you with like the way you live your life and i guess just like you know what how they understand like what you go through right there's so many honestly and it's in every freaking aspect it's not just like a touch here and a touch there it's in everything like from let's say like tinder to businesses to the health field mm -hmm. to my friends like yeah. it's just everywhere um I wanna, okay this is just really like has shook me a lot recently so in january i broke my leg okay and i waited a hot minute to go get it looked at because i didn't want to be a little bitch. I was just like, oh, maybe it's like just injured. I don't know. You don't want to get your leg checked out for a fear of being a little bitch. Yes. <laughs> you broke your leg. <laughs> but I went to the hospital or urgent care and they sent me to, I'm going to name drop, Columbia St. Mary's on um, North Lake Drive. That's where I went to, that's where I went to get my, uh, that's, I went inpatient there. Yeah. We have a good inpatient program, I feel. They did, sorry. I worked in outpatient for a moment. Sure, yeah. Okay, anyways, I went there, and then to get an x-ray, and I'm in a wheelchair, and it looks like I can't walk, because I can't, and they were like, okay, we're going to have to, like, transfer you to this table, and I was like, okay, where's your, like, Hoyer lift? And they were like, we don't have one. And I was like, you don't have one lift in this entire hospital, like, that you can allow me to use to get an x-ray like that's crazy to me it's a hospital exactly you know? like <laughs> that's like, that's wild it was wild luckily i was able to get it in my wheelchair but like something so simple like yeah. in a place where you feel like you should be able to access what you need to access mm -hmm. but no it didn't happen or like <clears throat> um there's all kinds of weird people on Tinder, as we know. Yeah. <laughs> Except me, of course. Right. And me. Yeah, and you, yeah, um, you do, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's always, like, the first question is, like, K, 
can you have sex? Can you, like, feel everything? Can you do this? Like, can you be a good partner? Can you? And it's like, what do you mean? Physically right. or mentally? Like, where do you want from me? I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's another big thing that I feel like I deal with, like, as a young person. Which is dumb, because it's just Tinder. But well, it's, like, no, that's, yeah, that's it's real. It's so frustrating. Because it's, like you in that way it's like you're you know without even being given like you know a chance to like you know uh get to know this person right. it's like they're already you know defining you right. by your disability I, mean, I internalize it and i'm like can i like am i gonna be like a supportive partner like am i whatever like it's very frustrating yeah well yeah i <laughs> And since I've since removed the dating apps, because it's just, you know... It gets intense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And it just is, um... Also, from I, from many of my uh, women friends, I hear all about the fuckboy nation that it happens to be, so... That's very fuckboy Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know, because uh, I've succumbed to it before. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Um, so, do people, like... Just sort of also completely, like, um, you know, mistake your disability for something else. Like, for example, I know you can feel things. Right. Like, do people think that, like, oh, like, you're something different than what you are? I usually get that I have MS or um, I'm, like, paraplegic. Sure. Um, I also, this is, like, very, like, shameful for me. But, like, I don't like being associated with other people with disabilities. Yeah. Specifically cognitive. Because I feel like that's always what I'm labeled as. And it's like, no, I can understand you fully. And, like, I am your peer. Yeah. So that's, like, hard for me. A lot Mm -hmm. of times, like, if I'm out in the public, like, if I'm buying something the cashier will always talk to whoever I'm with instead of me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hello! Like, yeah. I'll just, like, voice right up and, like, demand attention. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should. Yeah. Like, sp- like it's good that you're speaking up there because yeah. that's kind of, like, I feel like that goes uh, sort of back to the, the segregation that you said you experienced. Right. It's like you're automatically being grouped in yes. with, you know, just other people that have disabilities, mm-hmm. whether they're physical or cognitive right. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. D- discrimination in the workplace? It's huge. Yeah. It's really bad. I had an interview um, whenever I had it. I don't even know, in the winterish time. Um, and it was at a hospital. And I had gone in for an, an initial interview. And she was like, I really like you. Why don't you come and shadow the other two social workers? of the positions that you would potentially be taking over. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, great sign. I would love to. I went and I was there maybe for like two or three hours shadowing. And I was with an older lady. Mm-hmm. And the entire time she basically like pointed out how inconvenient my disability disability would be to them. Like, oh, we don't have a door opener on this door. So you'd have to go all the way around and that would take so long. Oh, you're going to have to ask someone to move these chairs for you or grab this file for you or, like, grab this phone for you. And I was just like, okay. Well, okay, sorry. Uh, My 
sorry, I'll, I'll just, you know, get better and, right. then, and then I'll, yes. I'll be back here tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So frustrating That's to fine. me. Um, ugh, I can't even handle that right. one at all. Yeah. But just like, I feel like I never tell, usually never tell, people that I'm disabled going into an interview, mm -hmm. I just show up. And then, like, you can see how shook they are about it. But yeah, I like, why would I tell you that I'm like, disabled if it doesn't matter like it yeah. does not matter mm -hmm. but um i feel like i'm very often overlooked because they just like don't know how it would work yeah like they can't envision it yeah <sighs> that's just you know really unfair for like yeah. everything you've worked for right you know i have a master's degree yeah right like something i don't got like, i just like I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm good at what I do, but no one will, like, give me the chance. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, I guess, like, and this, I guess with, like, uh, any ism, mm -hmm. as there really is, whether it's <clears throat> racism, ableism, sexism, a lot of it is, like, uh, societally indoc indoctrinated. Not only, like, you know, when it's, um, overt. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is subconscious, right. you know, a mm -hmm. lot of people won't like outright express like, oh, like, you know, I have a bias against this person because they look this way or they identify this way mm -hmm. or whatever. There's just a lot of like the wool. It's kind of like, you know, the, the whole, it's like old school as fuck, but the whole don't judge a book by its cover, right. you know, don't like, you know, people sort of like. It, I mean, it might even be just a human nature thing. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure it is in some way. But, like, people just sort of, like, naturally just, like, jump to conclusions about something. Like, right. you look at somebody and you automatically make, like, an assumption about right. them or their mm -hmm. character. Um, and that takes a lot of serious deconstructing. Mm -hmm. Deconstructing, I don't think that many of the average people are mindful of right. or even ready for. Mm -hmm. So, what are just some th simple things you think just people need to be more educated about when it comes to, like, you know, people with a physical disability and how, you know, just ways that, you know, simple interactions they ha can have with you that can make you feel more, like, welcome and seen and just accommodated? I feel like, I know I just, like, complained about like the whole like can you have sex like question i love questions like ask me ask me what you want to know but like do it respectfully yeah. like i'm so open i want to educate because i feel like once you know someone with a disability like your eyes are so open to like everything and like specifically like accessibility but right yeah um i just feel like Ask them what you want to know, like... Because people, like, get afraid to, exactly. you know, they, like, it's taboo. And I'm right. sure, you know, in some contexts it is. Right. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you shouldn't be treating somebody like, you know, they need to be sheltered or, right. you know, uh, um, protected from... Yeah. Whatever. What, yeah, yeah, it's like, something like, it's like, it's okay to acknowledge the yeah. fact that it's there, you know? Right. Yeah. No, just like honestly asking what you want to ask, but in 
a respectful manner mm-hmm. or doing some research I don't know yeah. um I'm sure that could just help with everything ed- <laughs> well yeah but it could help from just more education right yeah yeah but. even like just like I don't know get to know me I guess and like or don't make those assumptions right away like she doesn't understand me so I'm gonna talk to her like a baby like yeah no don't do that to me I'll kill you <laughs> yeah <laughs> um not in a threatening manner though just pretend but I don't know yeah ask the question get to know the person like make the effort mm-hmm. to want to understand what it's like or like what you want to understand I don't know yeah do you feel like you get used to a lot of like the the uh, ableist tropes yes I like it's I'll like something will happen and I won't even flinch and like somebody else around me will make it into a big deal and it's like this happens to me every day like I don't even it's just like my life I don't know like I deal to such annoyances constantly that I don't I just, yeah, it's just whatever. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I believe it because, I don't know, it's sort of that whole desensitization. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, people, no matter what it is that, you know, they are you know, what, whatever it is they deal with, you know, form right. of discrimination. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it does get, like, tiresome to even react to it sometimes. It does. Yeah. yeah. For sure. All the time. Even, like, now all these scooters that are going around. Oh, right, yeah. They park them in the middle of the sidewalk. And, like, God forbid I was out on my own, you know? Mm-hmm. And needed to get through. Yeah. Like, people just don't think about it. And, like... I mean, anyone, someone with a cane that's walking, like, would have a hard time navigating around, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But, like, if you're just hopping on and off, you don't really care. Like, you're just going, you know? Yeah. You don't take the time to, like, think. I don't know, that was a random blurb, sorry. No, no, I mean, that's that's also... That sounds like something people just don't think about. No, I know. Everyone's thinking about themselves. For sure. Or like even I moved, so I'm no longer on the east side. I'm in Walker's Point and it's old, like the neighborhood's old. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the businesses I can't get into, which is like sad for me because I want to like explore and right, feel yeah. and like, I don't know. So like calling ahead to like see, are you accessible? Mm-hmm. And then they're answering with, no, but we can carry you up a flight of stairs. No, you can't go. Like <laughs> around. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, how much of the day do you spend in your chair? All day. So, from like, no, I don't have any obligations. Like 10 o'clock in the morning until like 9 o'clock at night, basically. Mm-hmm. Which is a long time. So, how, I, I know that like, you know, you have to like use, you know, certain utensils yes. and like, for eating and stuff right. like that, like well, I guess, like what, um, like what is like your range of motion with? Well, right now I don't have sleeves on, so my arms are very stuck to my trick. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so if I had sleeves on, I could have done that easier, but like, this is really it, like, with this arm. This arm is useless. This one, this one arm just drives, but this arm texts and stuff. Oh, I see. It's me. Um, yeah, it's not a good range of motion. I see. It's better with sleeves, though. Sure. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought the opposite, like that mm -hmm. sleeves would like constrict. No, something. they're great. They're much more slidey on here. I mean, yeah, no, the sleeves are better. Hmm. I see. Mm -hmm. Well, um, if you do need, uh, if you do get thirsty. No, I'm good thinking that. Sure. But yeah, see, okay, like you asked me about that and like, thank you. Like, I mean, if, if I like wanted a drink bad enough, I'd be like, hey, give me a drink and I would teach you. But yeah. like, you asking is like nice for me. Cause then you just like already know. Of when I need it and then I feel more comfortable. Oh, totally, Cause yeah. then I'm like, hey, I want a drink now. And then you just know what to do. But yeah. Yeah, well, anything you need, anything. It's like, and I think that it's like, you know, people don't want to feel uncomfortable or awkward or mm -hmm. feel like they're gonna fuck something up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like. People think I'm so fragile. <laughs> like, if you like sneeze near me, I'm gonna die. Oh, yeah. Like, I won't. Oh, I know you. I, I, I see your uh, your Facebook feed. <laughs> I know, I know that like you know you can get like, I, I know you like you are. Very lovable. You're lovely, lovably sassy. Yes, very much so. Yeah, but it's me. That's a good term for me, Sam. You should write that down. Lovably <laughs> sassy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so this is more a personal question. Um, so, <laughs> well, so like, you said like Tinder and like mm -hmm. dating is like, you know, people are annoying. I guess like. What are, what's like, just for fun, like, what's like a, what's like a really like interesting experience, I guess, like you've had, like with mm -hmm. somebody like from Tinder? Mm -hmm. Um, people are just like, they just like, in a more like, I don't want to say the word intimate, but I'm going to, Go no, it. in a more sexual setting, they just like don't know what to do with me and I don't know what to do either. Like. Do you want me pre-set up or do you want to set me up? I know it sounds weird, but like, do you want to be responsible for getting me out of my chair or do you not want that? Like, what do you want from me? I don't know. And those are awkward conversations that, yeah. like, able-bodied people don't need to have. Like, it's scary for me to be super vulnerable with people yeah. because I am. Like, I don't, I can't, like, push you away or, like, leave if I want to leave or anything. Um... People are, like, funny when they, they'll be like, oh, like, it's a dream or a fantasy of mine to, like, bang someone in a wheelchair. And I'm just like, can you keep that to yourself? Like, yeah, what? what? <laughs> yeah. Or Fetishizing like, much? Yes, very yeah. much so. Um, I've run into that a lot. Yeah. Or, like, there's this guy who was, like, you can't, I mean, this was good, obviously. He was like, you can, like, actually consent to this, right? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I am right now. Like, yeah. is this, do you want someone to, like, come and, like, witness this? Or, yeah, like, what? Yeah, wanna, what? <laughs> like, I don't understand what you're trying to say to me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And people are very awkward around the wheelchair. They just don't know how it works or, like, 
what to do or like, I don't know, which is fine. But like, the more awkward they are, the more like funny I think it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. That is kind of funny. It is funny. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, so, um, also, just for the sake of time, like, mm -hmm. this will kind of be the last thing. So, I guess, like, um, like when, so obviously, like, you, you know, can't, you know, move in ways that other people can't. Right. And, like, going back to the whole recess thing, mm -hmm. like, what, like, how would, like, your, your, like, physical education look like? Because, like, gym is, That's like, a, a big, question. gym is a, it was required for me yeah. growing up. Like, you had, Same. you had, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, how did you, um, yeah, like, I guess, like, what did your physical education look like? So, it was, like, kind of a two-part thing. I think once a week, maybe twice a week, I don't remember, elementary through high school, I would go to an elementary school, a different one, and go swimming. And that was, like, considered my gym class. But also on the days that I didn't go, I still had to go to gym class. Um, and like sometimes I could participate like in elementary school and they had bowling, they had ramps, so mm -hmm. like I could do that. Um, sometimes I would just like peace out of there and be like, I'm used to, as a study hall, like catch it later. Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't really do too much for me there besides the swimming. Yeah. 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 And it's like... And I don't know, there's like all like the, the tests you have to take right. and like, like what the rules are. In the mile or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, f I feel like a lot of that, like just, it's like, what's the point, right. you know? Mm -hmm. If it doesn't apply to me, it's right. like, why do I know? I need to know like, you know, what the, uh, you know, what is and isn't a foul right. in basketball right. or something like that. Yeah. Um, so do, is like exercising still, I guess, like part of, you know, your like daily routine? Like, is it something that, you know, you still like, uh, work in and, and like within your physical mm -hmm. means? I would love, I don't right now. I would love to do swim therapy. Um, but like an actual like therapy, not just like me going to the Y mm -hmm. and doing whatever. Um, I looked into that a while ago. My insurance does not cover aquatic therapy for me because I will not be gaining anything from it, uh, apparently. Our health care is great, isn't it? It's great. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Uh, so is physical therapy still something that, like, you've done? I've previously, but not right now. Sure. Yeah. Mm -mm. I would like to, though. I think it's important. It's just I won't be getting a gain from it, so, like, insurance won't cover it basically so if i wanted to do physical therapy i guess i would just look some stuff up online and like teach someone what does it mean gain by it like i wouldn't be getting stronger oh that's how they like outline it oh well i mean <laughs> i don't think that people always like work out or get physical therapy to like get stronger right. just more just you know to maintain right. some sort of so good for my body yeah but what do i know all right reina um it is a video um yeah uh well thank you for uh joining me here uh i had a wonderful time seeing you and talking to you
Thank you for having me. Of course. All right, so tell me what keeps you up at night. Prison Break. Oh, is that a good show? It's a good show. Is it? Mm -hmm. I've heard, I've heard like some people have said it is, but I don't, I don't know much about it. Snacks also. I love snacks at night. Yeah. What's your comfort, like food? You're asking hard questions. Popcorn. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I love popcorn. Popcorn's great. Yeah. <laughs> I like a. Doritos are my weakness. Doritos are so good. Yeah, they're like actually addictive. Yeah. Um, what puts you to sleep? <laughs> Sleeping medication? Uh, yeah. No, puts me to sleep probably, I don't know, the darkness, warm blanket, boring people, <laughs> lack of conversation. Yeah, yeah, just uh, the lack of stimulation. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Yeah. See, this is how you shake someone in it with a disability's hand. Yeah. Well, you just kind of go in for it, and you just... Right, yeah. Just like, wow, hard. Wow. <laughs> that That is something. Is. Yeah, well, um, thank you for being on the show, and thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Yes, thank you. And uh, also just... Um, if, some, if one of your friends has a physical disability, don't be afraid to ask questions. And also, mm -hmm. just, you know... Think about how, like, the little things you can do to accommodate them. Retweet. <laughs> Retweet and favorite. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time.